0: Welcome to Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. I'm Richard Dugan, your host. Hey, (laughs) thanks for joining us. Uh, I just ran a marathon, Uh, it feels like it, uh, in one sense, and uh, we're here. We are here with Tell Me Your Story, New Paradigms for a New World. We are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. One of my dreams is to be able to help people out, and right before I did this, uh, right before I started this interview, I did just that. I helped a couple of people out that I know who live uh, on the property where I live, and I was glad that I was able to do it, even though I knew there was the possibility... the the very distinct possibility that I was not going to get here in time to start this interview the way I wanted to. Well, guess what? I made it. We're here. And I'm here with Kevin Bailey. And we are going to talk about uh, how to be uh, healthy in 2021 and beyond And especially in the set that I belong to now, that I didn't belong to eh, 21 plus years ago. Uh, We're going to talk with Kevin Bailey, who is a guy who probably has muscles all over his body and is helping uh, the folks, those of us who are. And it's really weird. I have to tell you, first of all, Kevin, thank you for being here. And what a patient man you are. Beautiful smile,
1: too. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you very much. And thank you for having me, Richard. I'm glad to be here. And it was good um, to be able to witness that in-shapeness that you have. <laughs> you were doing some moving and traveling after you helped those people to book it back to get back for the interview. Yep. But um, great to be here. And thank you for having me.
0: Didn't break any laws either, did I? I didn't go, I didn't oh, you speed. Did. You know? Absolutely. Nice. But, uh, it just took my time said, look, you know, you're gonna get there when you get there and it's gonna be just fine. And but you help a lot of people, uh, and again, it's usually the over fifty set, right? Yes, and you help them to uh, get to the, what I guess we might refer to as their optimal, uh, uh, their optimal fitness level. And we're not yes. talking about the ability to run a marathon necessarily. That's not out of the realms. Um, now, just recently, I participated in an Olympic sport. It isn't official, okay? It's not official, but I uh, okay. participated in it in early August. Uh, it's not one anybody has ever heard of because I made it up. <clears throat> I participated in, and I gold medaled in it, the gallbladder and gallstone clean and jerk. Okay? <laughs> so I'm a little lighter than I used to be. Uh, Definitely. And not in any pain, which is great. Uh, And um, having a great, great time with life. But, you know, that's what goes on with those of us. Now, I have to ask, you know, I I can ask you. okay? but if it was um, if it was a Carrie or Catherine, I couldn't ask this question, but I can ask this of you. How old are you?
1: I am 49.
0: Okay. Now you're not even in the class that you're here to help. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> tell not me. Anyway. All right. So tell me how you, how you found this beautiful niche in your life to help
1: those who are like, older than you. Yeah. Well, I think it comes naturally. Um, I started off working with indi- these individuals, and I think it started with my mother. Um, me- my mother and I were very close at the time, and so she passed away um, in her early fifties. She was actually she was fifty six when she passed away from bypass surgery, heart disease. Oh my! Um, she had bypass surgery. She didn't make it off the table, mm. and again, she was only fifty six years old. So I think there's an inclination for helping people at that age, who when you reach that point. You know, you start looking at health from a different standpoint than you did in your 20s and your teens and even in your 30s because you're on a a different wavelength. And plus, you know, you're starting to see that others around you are starting to um, have some health complications. And again, so I saw that in my mother and I had this inclination to work with these individuals. I, I got a job also, too at a uh, adult fitness center for 50 and above and working with those individuals, anybody who just turned 50, you know, you get balloons from your friends and black balloons and all this stuff. And I talk about, oh, you're old and all these things. But then I saw that other spectrum of people who are in their eighties and seventies who were living life, who were enthusiastic about life. They were climbing mountains and training to do these things. And they, and they had this zeal for life and I was like, you know, you can either A, be like the person who, who is, oh, they're ready to retire at the age of 50, I'm getting old, I need to start setting up for being old, oh, my knee hurts, or you can be like these individuals who are taking life by the horns and who, who have that zest for life, who are doing things, who are striving to be more than they've ever been before in their lives. And I said, you know what, I want to be like that individual. And I saw person after person, and, and, and I just had this inclination, this affinity, this this same mindset, and this love to to work with individuals to let you see that your life isn't over just because you're 50 or you're 60 or you're 70, even 80. I've seen people in there, i worked with an individual that was in her 90s that still was looking to get in better shape, to, to lose weight and body fat. So I had this, this passion to do that for those individuals, and, and, and even from a young age when I was in my um, 20s, to work with these individuals, and so it hadn't changed. Well, I tell you, one
0: of the the, the aspects of getting into this particular set, and I used to ask this one gal who sponsored here in Santa Barbara the uh, Senior Expo each year, and it would take place at a place uh, we have here in Santa Barbara called the Earl Warren Showground, uh, where uh, specifically where you'd have a lot of um, livestock events, horse horse shows and so forth. And um, she used to... um, I used to ask her, I said, so when, when does seniors start? You know, I said, well, it all really depends upon who you're talking to. Because some people say you're a senior at the age of 55, 60, 65, and so forth. Uh, some people don't want to acknowledge it until they're in their 70s. You know, that kind of thing. My father, he's still alive, doing well, and he's 90. Oh, awesome! And my mother tells me he gets on his exercise cycle every day, and I joke with him sometimes. How far'd you go? You know, he said, I don't know how far I went, but I was on it for thirty minutes. Okay, all right, you know. <laughs> and yeah. my mother, she'll go out uh, to the um, fitness center. I think. I think. I don't know that she does much fitness training as much as she does. I think yoga just to keep going and I remember my mother doing yoga when I was a kid and she was watching uh, two things she was watching PBS, public television and the Hatha Yoga programs and then she would watch, you know who Jack LaLanne is right? I do uh, she would watch him too, I still remember when he, he got in the water and he pulled that boat I think that's what he did yes, um, yes, yes. I think it was Mr. T who wanted to pull the train, I think that's who that was but anyway so she has been encouraging us, my mother in particular, um, to eat healthy and, and do everything you can to stay well. Now, um, I developed a very bad sweet tooth when I was a kid. And I acknowledge that. But I was also very active. So I was burning it off. Mm-hmm. I would bicycle everywhere. And I, did, I created and designed this, believe it or not, a cup holder for my bicycle That would hold one of those 64-ounce cups, okay? And I'd go into the convenience store and fill her up. But, again, I'm bicycling everywhere, so, you know, I'm burning it all off. And I never got heavy. Uh, Then when I moved to Santa Barbara and I still had that sweet tooth and this and that and the other, July 2020, diagnosed type 2 diabetes, September, October, November. Gone.
1: Awesome.
0: I did it in a month and a half.
1: Awesome.
0: And it's, it. you know, as a matter of fact, I just, as of uh, my physical in July of 2021, uh, my doctor, first of all, you do not hear this from a medical physician. Miraculous. You don't hear miraculous that often, right? No, you don't. And then my last blood work in July of 2021, he says, you'd never know. You had type two diabetes a year ago.
1: Awesome.
0: Now, willpower. Let's talk about willpower. Do you have to work a lot with folks because they're set in their ways, Kevin? Mm -hmm. Tell me about how you help them with their willpower.
1: Well, first of all, I want to say congratulations on that, because that is an amazing feat. Um, That took great focus to get that done. So, I mean, my mother, when I was talking about she had she was type two diabetic. And so when you are diabetic, especially type two, it makes you four times more likely to have a heart episode. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. how we got into that. How she got got there. So I commend you on that, and taking that control of your health and getting it to the point where it's, the doctor said miraculous, and it doesn't even look like any, uh, uh, it doesn't look like you ever even had or were type two diabetic. I like and the I like awesome. the concept.
0: I like the concept of <clears throat> there was a crime committed, but there's no evidence.
1: That's right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. It Let's hear happened, about your mother, though? It didn't Exactly. but So when I get with individuals, so that story is one that's a very powerful one to let people know that there is a possibility. And I think one thing, if you understand that something is possible, it opens that realm that at least it's something that I can achieve, I can attain. If you have, if you're given the choice of, well, this is your sentence, this is where you are. And now take these medications now, and some people have to do that. But if you're never told it's possible to reverse it, then you never have an opportunity to even try. Mm-hmm. So, first of all, letting people know that it's possible, you don't have to stay in this state. Impossible, right? Um, Second, they can, you know. Uh, secondly, you know, I talk with individuals, and then we look at the things that they can possibly start doing, and the willpower part comes into a thing of within if they are willing to take those steps you can try to motivate and encourage because sometimes all you need is a, a little bit of encouragement to say that you can do this even when it gets hard now even it may you may not be able to do it in a month you may be not be able to do it in two months six months it may take you a year but if that possibility if your will is to attain a, a, a life that's better than where you were a health that's better than where you were a body that's in more that's better than where you were, a healthier body, not a perfect body, but a healthier body, then, hey, we can do this. Dust your fingers off, you made a mistake, whatever the case may be, you slip fall, you got discouraged. Let me encourage you to continue on that path. And if nothing else, you're doing healthier things for your body. You're you're gaining healthier habits. And that will entail, make you healthier in itself.
0: Now, here's an interesting... uh... Side note, if you will, okay. that I've learned from many of the people I've had on this program. Which, by the way, folks, is tell me your story. New paradigms for a new world. I'm Richard Dugan. I'm here with Kevin Bailey. Uh, he is a specialist in many areas. We're going to find out more about that as we continue giving you choices and knowledge of knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. I'm um, talking here about exercising 50 plus age wise. Um, and I was going to touch upon chemistry. Now, the reason why we eat a lot of the things that we do is to help to keep the chemistry balanced. That's the, the general idea, right? Mm-hmm. But if somebody's been eating poorly, where they've been putting lots of calories in, but they've been empty, there's no real nutrition there. There's no, nothing really there to support the chemistry that helps our bodies to, let's just say for the sake of argument, to create the drugs that our body creates to, to do the things that it needs, that, that our body needs to do. You know, I'm going to just throw out ones that are coming to my brain, the dopamine and, and um, other things for joy as well as for fear, uh, um, uh, adrenaline and so forth. So if a person is eating poorly, then those, those laboratories in our bodies don't have the elements to work with to create the good drugs that our bodies create. But also, our brain chemistry is affected, ergo, we don't, as the phrase goes, we don't think straight. Right. Okay, so we're going down a slippery slope, aren't we, in that that's something that is going to be tough to come back from unless you have somebody such as yourself to help you to come back from it. You work with people in regards to nutrition as well as fitness?
1: Yes, I do, and those are good points that you made. Um, with that chemistry that affects our cells, which affects the way we feel, the way we think, the way we function, the way, the energy that we have. And our cells um, need to be able to function properly. They need to take the energy from within that cell to create more energy and gives us energy so that that we can create that chemistry that's on the inside of us. Um, Again, I help people to go ahead and to trying to remove those things that are not working for them so that that chemistry that like if they're eating, for one thing, I I always tell people, if you reduce the amount of sugar that you're taking into your body, um, we take in way too much sugar um, that affects our thinking, it affects our energy levels, it affects our insulin levels, um, all those things that uh, causes us to have that energy suppressed, our cells suppressed. So we remove some of those things first. And and so then we get them back to eating more things that are good for us, more more of our green vegetables, more of our uh, our nuts and our monosaturated fats and things of that nature, things that will cause our cells to function more properly. Um, I even encourage people to do fast if they can, even if it's a short period of time, because. Uh, for one thing, when we eat food, especially if we've been eating unhealthy for long periods of time, you know, that is stress. Well, anytime we digest food anyway, we, there's a stress on the system, on the digestive system. So just fasting gives your cells a break, It gives your digestion and your digestive system a break from stress. And so it allows that energy that it takes, because it takes a lot of energy to digest foods. So our cells, have now an opportunity to to rest and to build more energy. And now that energy can be for repairing of those cells. Um, We have something called autophagy, uh, autophagy, which our cells take out dead materials and get rid of them. And then it rebuilds DNA, repairs, things of that nature within the cells. Cells make up tissues, tissues make up Uh, organs, the organs make up systems. So we're able to rebuild our systems so that we can create those good uh, uh, dopamine and those good um, serotonin, all those good uh, chemicals that we need to help feel joy and to also help us think clearly. Also our brain, uh, there's a, uh, a gene that gets turned on called brain derived nootrophic factors. Um, And what that does, it helps with learning. It helps synapses in the brains, makes more uh, connections with the brain, solidify those connections. It also helps to build up uh, neuroprotective properties that has been shown to uh, reduce uh, things like Alzheimer's and things of that nature and help protect the cells in the brain. If the brain doesn't go, if the brain goes down, everything else doesn't function properly. So keeping that brain also that helps with learning as well so you talk about the brain the mind you are thinking more clearly you can make better choices you can have more power think more clearly and be more creative in your life as well you know that is as true for adults
0: 50 plus as yes. it is for children. And so yes. then you start to take a look, and I go, I, I realize this is a little bit of a divergence, but you start taking a look at what children are eating. At 15, I began to realize I better start being a little more concerned about what I put in my body because it's going to start building with those building blocks. And if they aren't real good, you know, <laughs> if they're made of wood or straw, they're going to burn up pretty quick and I'll have nothing. Uh, so, you know, the same rules apply for children and adults and every space in between. Right. And then we sit here and argue about whether or not a child should have a good breakfast in the morning uh, or whether they should have access to a good breakfast in the morning. No, it doesn't matter where it comes from. If it comes from the parents, great. If it's un, if it's low-income parents, uh, it, it and it comes from the school, fantastic. Wherever right. it comes from, as a good breakfast, and again, those building blocks.
1: Right.
0: And then that makes your job, when they when children don't get what they need, it makes your job even that much more challenging when they get into their fifties. Right, But it's not something, am I correct? It's not something that's
1: permanent,
0: necessarily, right. no. necessarily.
1: No, it's not something that's permanent. And one of the things in, in that story is just from the habits perspective. So if someone is used to, you talking about children even younger that are five, six, seven, eight, that goes through their elementary school years middle school years, high school years, have formed habits of, I eat a Pop-Tart for breakfast. Mm -hmm. So I eat um, some sugary type of cereal for breakfast. And I do this every morning. And this is where I start my day. You know, blood sugar level goes up, then it crashes down. So, well, well, you need a snack to uh, pick them up or something like that. And it ends up being some type of crackers or something along, peanut butter crackers, something along those lines, something, again, that's you know, sugary or whatever the case may be. And you create these habits and it's years of the year after year after year that this child has had hindered learning. I think some of the learning disabilities that uh, are there, that are present in some children, some that can be uh, changed or even affected by what they're eating. Mm -hmm. Because again, they cannot make these synapses in the brain. It's been hindered. The clogged thinking, foggy thinking, all those types of things, creativity is hindered through these things because your body takes this material use it as fuel to help the body to function the way it was created to function Mm -hmm. so yes you do have that issue going on but these habits end up being adult habits and then what ends up happening is that adult has children and the same cycle continues over and over and over again but somebody has to break the cycle and so a lot of times when they come to me it's we start talking about these things and if I can get the adult to change their habits, then they take that back home to their children. And if they can catch them early enough or wherever they start catching even their teenager who mm-hmm. knows everything, hey, I don't have to worry <laughs> about that, I can eat whatever I want to eat, no problem, you know, all that kind of stuff, even that child, they'll hear it enough to where if they ever run into a situation to where, hey, I need to change, mom used to say, hey, eat some maybe some more whole foods mm-hmm. than this uh, uh, crap that I've been eating or this these uh, plastic, <laughs> cartony, <laughs> chippy type of foods, and then they can start to break that cycle so maybe they'll have a better health at that point in time. But the cycle has to be broken. These things start at an early age and it gets ingrained in you. People, I, I, one of the things I run into is I'll say, you know, you can actually eat some of the things like broccoli for breakfast. Or you can have that as part of your meal. It's not the uh, sexy thing to eat, or that with the <laughs> lean meat, or whatever the case may be. You don't have to think breakfast food because it, you know you get caught into that. Yeah. Well, waffles and sausage and and those things. No, no, you don't, you don't have to eat that for breakfast. Mm-hmm. So you can mm-hmm. eat something more nutritious, you know, along those lines, and it gets you to break that or change, like you said, name the show paradigm. So you can break that paradigm of. I must eat something sugary, uh, uh, pancake-y, or something along those lines, and I can eat this omelet for breakfast mm-hmm. that's healthy, that has some some vegetables in it. It's okay to eat vegetables in the morning, or whatever yeah. the case may be. So yeah. it changes that viewpoint, that paradigm, and now you're not only changing that person's life, but then the future generations that follow, that will follow that eating path.
0: I wanna carry this further forward, but first I wanna find out, uh, what is your website?
1: Um, it is www dot, uh, uh, well, I got two, but, um, give me the one www. we, that we want
0: people to go to the send them to.
1: Okay. Well, let me send you to, um, www wow, health wow, fitness and wellness. I'm sorry. Wow. W O W fitness and wellness.com.
0: Okay. So that is W O W fitness. And wellness. A-N-D, wellness. mm mm-hmm. Dot com. Dot com. Excellent. We will do just that. And we will be linked to your website. No, We're just not just going to send them there. We're going to link to your website so that oh, okay. people, can, uh, people can get more information and continue our conversation here in regards to all of this. Because this is all part of what you're talking about here on Tell Me Your Story. And we are talking about new paradigms for a new world. We are talking about all of this, especially in light of uh, the pandemic and getting healthy in 2021. And I will tell you that when I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, and my doctor said, Well, Richard, it's, it's going to be a long, long road for you to, to get rid of type 2 diabetes. Let me tell you a story. And he told me this story. <laughs> he told me this story about an elderly gentleman whose uh, A1C uh, was 600 and something or other. Now, mine was 544. Right. Uh, I take that back. Uh, Let me back that up. His uh, blood sugar when they tested it was 600, and mine was 544. His A1C, I can't remember what it was, but obviously it was up there. Mine was 11.2. Normal,
1: 5.7.
0: And he tells me the story about this guy who, um, oh, yeah, he was up there. And uh, over the course of the next six months... Okay, he's doing what he needs, and he brought it down, uh, in, I think, into the 600 range, 6 range, the A1C, 6 range. And I'm sitting there going, well, wow, Doc, uh, it's not going to be a long road, because I know how I got here. And it wasn't just the sodas, okay? It was the pandemic. Okay, I blame it on the pandemic. It's its fault. No, the pandemic, what did everybody go to when they were, everybody was locked down and said, stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home, stay home. What did they go to? They went to comfort foods. And what do comfort foods have? Carbs that are turned to sugar and sugar that is turned to sugar. Oh, wow. I, go, I went back on the, I call it a diet that my wife and I were doing before the lockdown. And my A1C was normal. My blood sugar was normal. Everything was normal. And that's the reason why. Because immediately, and here's what's interesting. This was on a Friday that I was diagnosed. We usually go to lunch on Fridays, So we went to one of our favorite places. Now, you may say, say this is strange, but this is what we did. We both ordered the fried chicken sandwich. Okay, but wait. It comes with avocado No bread, no tomatoes, no French fries. We had a salad with the chicken and the avocado. And first things first, I made the commitment to myself and to her, zero sodas, no more. All right, we are now 12, 13, 14 plus months in. I have not had a soda since. Now, what I will tell you is in this glass, this bottle, this this, this cup, this uh, whatever, it is one of those spa- flavored sparkling waters that has zero carbs, zero calories, zero sugar. Now, yes, they substitute with a different sweetener. Yeah. I've been keeping track less and less of my blood sugar, and it's still right where it's supposed to be. Awesome. So, That's how we started, and I made the commitment to myself and to her that I was going to make sure that my blood sugar came down. And it did within less than a month and a half. So, it's possible, and we talked about willpower, but I want to go back to what we were just talking about in terms of chemistry. And our society, our civilization, and its its longevity, its future okay, as well as where many of our citizens are. Now, you, and if, if I may, and I, 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 I want to be as absolutely respectful of you as I possibly can, okay? Okay. Uh, I, I, I wish to, to make no offensive comments here, but you as a black man, you mm-hmm. know that people of color, especially in this country— do not have, and I don't know what the numbers are, I'm sure that they're out there somewhere, do not have access on a regular basis to the types of whole foods and nutritional foods that helped to to create the building blocks that give us not just the strong bones and teeth, but what we were just talking about in terms of the brain, the neural net, uh, all of the chemistry that is needed to keep the body functioning. Now, you talked about how, okay, well, if we get the, the adults, they'll take it home and maybe the kids will pick it up. All right, that's great. But the thought has occurred to me that the, 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 the issue isn't as much of that, although that would be wonderful if that happened. But the kids' brains are already rewired in a particular way. And we have many families of color who are on these su- uh, support systems, these, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of that they call these things, the, 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 the programs, whether, it's, you know, welfare and, and so forth. And the more kids you have, the more money you get. Uh, I know there's another name for it and I, for some reason I'm blanking on it right now, but you know what I'm talking about. And they're in this cycle and we talk on this program about having choices and knowledge of those choices. Right. All right. So if you are in school and you've you got a fuzzy brain because of the chemistry that's way out of whack. You're not mm-hmm. learning. So what do you turn to? You turn to the choices that the society, your environment, let's say, has dictated, whether it's selling drugs or hooking or, you know where I'm going with this? Mm-hmm. And they go down that particular road right. because they don't know that they have other choices in spite of the fact that they're in school and eventually they drop out and they go down that, you know, oh, this way, <laughs> that path. Mm-hmm. Whereas if they had the proper building blocks mm-hmm. to, to, to nourish the brain and the neural net and the chemistry, they would be able to learn in the school. They would learn that they did have other choices and this is not the majority necessarily because we hear those wonderful stories of kids who they go through grade school and high school and they get to college and they get their, their medical degree if that's the direction they wanted to go or their engineering degree or, or whatever it is that they want to do. Or maybe they don't go to college. I went to junior college for three whopping semesters. Never cashed in those credits. But still. And look where I am today. I'm talking to you about how we can help our society, our civilization, specifically right now in America, because we have to help ourselves first before we can help anybody else. And you're doing that. So talk to us a little bit about that cycle that you are trying to help to break.
1: So a lot of different points there. I think, One of the things is, like you were saying, is that information. First of all, being knowing that there is a better way to eat, Mm -hmm. a better way to think, um, a better way to live. So if you can start there with that cycle. So what I find is that, excuse me, sometimes people just don't know. And so if you don't know anything and all you are, presented with from commercials on television um, on the Big Macs and the the, the, the different meals that you eat, uh, um, all those different ones, that this is what it is and this is happiness and the people smiling as they eat these sugary foods, that's what you're up to get and because it's cheap and things of that nature, here it is. But when you understand what is actually happening, because I don't think what's being taught is that, what's actually happening when you eat X So when you get this amount of sugar. And so first of all, we gotta present the knowledge. And that's first, first, first things first. So at least you know, just like you know that there's an opportunity to reverse this um, type 2 diabetes, you know that there's a better way to eat and why and how this is gonna affect your life, the way you think, the way you feel, the way you move, your energy. And so if you know that much, you're learning capability. So if you know that, then you can have an opportunity to make a better choice from that standpoint. But if it's never taught or you're never exposed to it, just like if you're never exposed to anything besides, um, um, you know, one of the things you mentioned is as the alternative of selling drugs. If you've never shown anything else besides that and you grow up around that, that is, you're more likely to do that. But if you're seeing a different way of, of you have the person that the doctor or the lawyer, the people who have advanced and have seen those things, um, greater things are greater things that are out there beyond these walls um, or where you live, mm-hmm. then you're able to say, Hey, I want to do that. If the exposure is one of those things. Um, when I grew up, was growing up, I was never exposed to golf mm-hmm. and the game of golf, which I found later on in life that I, actually like playing and enjoy ah. but I, and I look back and I say, Hey, you know, I wish I had known about this. I don't think, I don't know if I would have just chosen to play golf over football or basketball or something along those lines. Cause I enjoy those sports, but I would have had another skill, another way of thinking, another way of using my body and seeing, Hey, I like this. Maybe I'll do this instead of putting mm-hmm. my body, um, through all this stuff, doing football. I don't know, but at least I would have had the exposure. And you may expose the right person who was looking for that, that have the skill for that, to know, hey, this is something that's nothing else peaceful, calming, yeah. yeah. whatever the case may be. But it's the exposure of those things, the education of those things that will help that us to move forward in our lives. And like you said, helping the people here. So again, you know, and so, also, I think we have to stand up from the standpoint of letting, you know, our governments and our local governments and things of that nature, hey, speaking up at some of these city council meetings, on, even on a local level, hey, what kind of food is going to these school systems and what, on things of that nature or um, uh, these what they call areas where they don't have uh, access to fresh foods, food deserts. So what, what kind of food? Why don't, why, why don't we put more of these healthier whole foods into these areas or get exposure to those things and bring those things to the forefront? And I think that will help change, you know, the, the habits and the mindsets and the lives mm. right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, <clears throat> I'm looking at a picture of you.
0: In a tank top, and you got some serious muscle there. Reminds me of a good a good friend of mine, a football player. His uh-huh. name is Lewis Jones. He lives in Los Angeles. <clears throat> and um, every time he comes into studio, I I, I, I admire <clears throat> I admire his physique, but I'm also scared to death of his, his forearms because they're bigger than my thighs. <laughs> and, and uh, like, yeah, he could just pick me up and break me like a twig over his knee. right, right. right. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, um, <clears throat> you are—you're strong, you're powerful— But you know how to use that power, and you're using it in a great way at wowfitnessandwellness.com. And And I'm Richard Dugan, and you are listening to Tell Me Your Story. And we are here trying to give you choices and knowledge of those choices that make your dreams come true. And uh, Kevin Bailey is my guest here on the program, and we are talking about how to uh, basically get fit here in 2021. We're not talking about getting fit for the swimsuit season here. Which, in some cases, has long since passed. Nor are we trying to prepare for the holidays that will eventually show up, where we will eat the wrong things and so forth. I find that interesting how our society, especially here in the West, has has come up with all these different holidays and it always turns out that it's an opportunity for eating. Yes, sports, that's true too, but but it's not usually sports that we're participating in other than as an audience member. Talk to us a little bit. Talk to us a little bit about how we can get into a routine where we can we can create a i'm going to put it this way because you use the word too as as I do we create a new paradigm in our lives not a diet so that we don't have to go on a diet every so often i i don't believe in them at all none of them work period Okay. even though I would say, yes, we went back to the old diet that we were on before the pandemic. What I'm, of course, saying is we went back to what we were eating before we started eating all the comfort food. So talk to us about generating a new paradigm. And is there any kind of a a time frame under which we can say, okay, now it's it's sort of as in computers. Now it's burned in. I now I now know that I can stick with this. This is going to work for me. And uh, uh, I'm not going to have to worry about going on a diet and gaining a bunch of weight and then have to take it off and so on and so forth.
1: Okay. Yeah. So what I like to tell people when it comes to creating a new paradigm with eating, it's first of all, I, I think one of the things and you mentioned this before, you made a decision to change. And so what you say, you told your wife, I will take control over my blood sugar. I will have it back to normal and once you made that decision you cut off all other of options and this is what's happening this is what's going down you know come uh heck or high water this is what we're doing and so i, I tell people because again w- like you was talking about with diets there's there's a thing where you get on it you you go through it you follow it you lose the weight you want to lose and now you you have oh I look good I'm gonna go ahead and eat this cake okay, that's fine. Eat the cake. Oh, that was good. I, I didn't gain too much weight. So then you start those old habits start creeping back in. And so you say one. it goes from one piece of pie to two pieces to every other night. Then you go back to that place where you used to be, where you were comfortable, where your body said, hey, this is what we like doing. And next thing you know, the pounds are back on. I've done that time and time and time again. I've lost the same 100 pounds over a hundred times until I made a decision that I needed to change the way I look at food, my paradigm, and look at it as this is fuel for my body and this is to keep me healthy. And I do not want to, uh, my why, because I had to find that why also. Why am I doing this? Why am I on this? Why am I going through? Why am I changing my eating habits? Because first of all, I want to live long and strong. I want to be here for my son. I have an 18-year-old now but when I made that decision, he was only three. I want to make sure that I'm here to give him advice on being a good father. Um, the advice I didn't get because my father passed away early at an early age as well. So I want to be here for my wife, my son. I want to be here to help people to take control of their health, to live the life that God created them to live. And so that's a strong why for me, but you have to find out what is that why? But it has to go beyond, oh, I just want to look good. I just want to look good. I want to feel good. Because sometimes that is short-lived and that will come and go. It's fleeting. But if you're doing it for something that you really, really, really value, your family, your your work, your things you do, um, the, the people who your, your, your mother, your your parents, those people that you need to be here for then you have a stronger why and a stronger hook and connection that the days that the honeymoon phase of when you start to try to make that change, when that honeymoon phase fades out, when you like don't feel like going, when you don't feel like getting out of bed, when you don't feel like doing uh, going and walking today, I just want to sit and sleep. It's what gets you out of the bed when the time changes and, and, and it's cold It's what gets you to do the things that you need to do to put that pie out or to stay away from the sugar because you know what it does to your body and it starts this eating frenzy like it did with me um chocolate godiva cheesecake is one of the things i used to love to eat and i would eat it you're talking about occasions I would eat it at all occasions, all the holidays, <laughs> anytime football game, good game going on, go get it. So, and what I found is that I couldn't eat just one. So I would always eat, you know, I'm just going to eat one slice. And I would tell myself that lie because it was a lie to me because I knew I wasn't going to eat just one. I would eat the first slice. Oh, let me get another piece. And before I knew it, all 12 slices were gone. You know, within that, not not within a week, within that hour two hour time frame so i had to be honest with myself and then have that hook this is what's going to keep me from eating that going back from it my my son my wife my what i do for others and and what i feel that my calling is on this earth so it it keeps me away from going to those bad habits changing the way i think about this instead of you know the holidays come up I need to look at this not as an eating frenzy. I need to look at this as a time of Thanksgiving, of being grateful and showing gratitude for the people whom I'm around. I need to to love the people that I'm with, not spend the time stuffing me, me, Kevin Bailey, me not spending the time stuffing my face (laughs) and looking for the next plate to put in, put down. I need to spend this time in in Thanksgiving. I need to spend Christmas and spending the time with the ones I love and honoring them and loving on them and getting to know them and being in their lives and spending that time being grateful for these things instead of this is the time I eat. Oh, you know, I'm gonna wait, can't wait. Oh, I can't wait to eat, you know, kind of thing. So if I change the way I look at those um, holidays and I'll tell you one thing I, I encourage people to do if you can, Sometimes and this is something I did for myself when I lost <laughs> weight. Um, I said, okay, you know, during these holidays, this is when I am going to be more mindful of my weight. This is time I'm going to see. I'm just going to challenge myself to see can I even lose five pounds during this time. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of you know, well, I don't want to gain the fifteen. You know, between <laughs> Thanksgiving and New Year's, people gain fifteen pounds. I'm I'm, I'm going to see how much I can lose during that time. Yeah, and and it's it's something that will at least challenge you and i'm not saying you got to do that but do something change the way you think about this time if every year you gain 15 pounds during that time change that to what if i tried to at least maintain my weight at this time now what do i do to, to maintain i need to start watching the carbohydrates i take in the types of food i eat maybe i just get i, I if, it's, if you know I got to have my turkey. I got to have my dressing. Have your turkey, have your dressing, but just maybe get you one plate and whatever you put on that plate is all I'm eating for today or for that moment. Once this is over, it's over. It's over. It's over. I'm not taking it home. I'm not doing any other thing. Once this plate is finished, it's over. And then it's over. And let it stick with that. Challenge yourself to do that. Mm -hmm. Because at least, and if you're not perfect in there, that's okay. But at least you're trying to do something different than what you were doing before. If you continue to do the same thing, you're going to get the same results. But if you can do something different, you're breaking a mindset and a mind shift. And now you're opening up possibilities for something different happening. And you never know. What if you did lose five pounds during that time? Oh, I couldn't do that? Well, why not? Possibly. Just think about the possibility.
0: Yeah. Uh, You know, it's interesting because now what I'm about to say is not – recommended for weight loss okay ladies and gentlemen please but when I went in now I was uh, around 190 195 I am barefoot I'm I'm 5'8 okay in shoes I'm 5'9 so I think of myself as 5'9 anyway (laughs) and I actually reached 200 pounds now bear in mind I was not uncomfortable carrying 200 pounds, other than the fact that it was very hard on my knees. <clears throat> um, I was more uncomfortable psychologically. 200 pounds, Richard Dugan. That is not me. That's not me. So I was actually able to bring it down to like 190, 195 in that in that range. I would hover. I would hover there, but I still wasn't comfortable. But I wasn't going to go on some diet. I'm going to say, you know what? I'm just going to make peace with the 190 to 195. I'm just going to make peace with it. It's okay. When I was diagnosed with type 2 diabetes, one of the first things they did, they weighed me. They weighed me. Now, I have, what is it? Uh, One, two, I'm counting actually, three, four, five. I have five holes on this belt I'm wearing on my jeans. And sometimes I would be on number three, and this is going... Towards the buckle, not away from it. Uh, And if I was lucky, I'd get to number four. Never was I ever to get to number five. But during the summer of 2020, I was at number five. And I was still cinching up my pants. Okay? (laughs) I was weighed on the 24th of July. 182. Oh, my God, that's fantastic. 182. I can live with that. But how did I get here? I got here with type two diabetes, okay. <laughs> Obviously, I knocked off the the sodas and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, I'm sitting here right now. I'm in number five, and I still have to cinch. I'm cinching my pants up even sitting here because I keep moving <laughs> around, right? <Huh>? Okay, <clears throat> so uh, last uh, in August of 2021, I had this great pain in my gut. I didn't know what it was. I thought, oh, it's just in. I just had my lunch. Must be indigestion. But it's not indigestion like I've ever felt before. By that evening, <clears throat> uh, actually by uh, 4 a.m. the following morning, my wife was rushing me to the uh, hospital, to the ER. And again, it was the gallbladder and a gallstone the size of a golf ball. <clears throat> by the way, when they went in there, did, 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 they did find a putter. Anyway, um, <laughs> so uh, the bed that I was in, Actually, was also a scale, so uh, I got out of the bed and I had the nurse calibrate it, and I got back in, 174. Okay, I'm telling you folks, I do not recommend type two diabetes. I do not recommend gallstones. Okay, to lose weight, I'm just telling you what, <laughs> <laughs> what happened to me. Okay. Sure. And um, I actually wanted to get back down to 175, which is what I weighed in 1998. And, of course, I was 38 years old. (laughs) And I was bicycling everywhere. Oh, wow. Okay? And I had pretty darn thick thighs, okay? Uh, Because I was bicycling everywhere. I didn't drive at that time. I don't have that thick a thigh anymore because I now drive. (laughs) i got to walk more. But... The point that I'm really trying to get to here, Kevin, Kevin Bailey, who is my guest here on the program, Um, wowfitnessandwellness.com, get your clicker over there, folks. What I'm really trying to get to is that you never know what's going to come down the line with you and your health. You need to take care of yourself. Uh, As I said earlier, I was 15 and realized that I need to watch what I eat now, granted, (laughs) <laughs> I still consumed the sodas but I was also still very very active. Right. <clears throat> and so I, I I had a counter for that, you know. And, and that and it it was fine. I I didn't turn into a blimp. Right. right. The other element you brought up and this is very very important I think for you to talk about maybe a little bit more. You've really hammered home on the on the consumption. <clears throat> The one thing that I was told by my nutritionist, who I have since sort of dismissed, I said, look, I, I, I don't need your support anymore. I appreciate it. I do. But you're not telling me I don't say anything I don't already know. Mm-hmm. Portion control. Portion control. I have to tell you that the smorgasbord restaurants that had to shut down when the pandemic came along. Congr- I'm so happy. They were shut down. We don't need that. Uh, Use smaller plates. Okay. So you can't put as much on the plate. Right. If you want to go back for a second, it's fine. But then, of course, they also told me, cut your plate into quarters. Mm -hmm. Put your protein. Put your Mm -hmm. vegetable. Put your carb, maybe a little piece slice of bread. And then put your dessert. And... Be satisfied with that. If you, if you need to use a bigger plate, fine, mm-hmm. so that you, at least you're satiated, okay? Yep. <clears throat> Not stuffed. Right. So let's talk a little bit about that in terms of uh, those methods that, that I was told about. And I have to tell you, that was a big deal because I would buy the giant baked potatoes in the store. I would eat right. the whole thing in one sitting. Sour cream and butter. God, I love sour cream. To me, sour cream is nothing more than smooth cottage cheese. But anyway, uh, so so talk to us a little bit about that in terms of staying fit for longer. My dad, God, my mother obviously took really good care of him over the years because he's 90, people, 90. And I got to beat him. I have to live to be 100.
1: There you go. Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so what, what you want to do from that standpoint, portion control. So even as simple as, you know, one of the things they used to talk about is the palm of your hand, letting that be your protein. And and that was a portion. So you could kind of, if you need to measure something, if you didn't have a scale or whatever the case may be, but even just as simple as that plate and dividing it up, but making sure you get one of each thing. And then once you eat that and make sure you're satiated, sometimes you gotta give yourself a little bit of time. So you give yourself about 20 minutes before you at least go and say, hey, I'm still hungry. Because again, you let the brain and the gut communicate with each other. Give them time to send up signals saying, hey, we're full, we're good here. From a physiological standpoint, we are full we're satisfied we're satiated once you can do that then you're like okay i'm full you will get into the habit of doing that so your body adapts and adjusts to what you do so if you're used to stretching out overeating overeating overeating, it will continue to expand 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 your stomach but if you can train to eat those smaller portions keep you that control your body, your your stomach will start shrinking in size and continue to know that hey, we're getting this amount of food and this is what we have to utilize to function forward from. So those portion controls are very very important. Um, what you also want to do too, and I think here's a, here's another thing that's very key into keeping those portions under control is drinking water as well. So making sure that you're hydrated a lot of times when we think we're still hungry is that no actually you're thirsty so you can drink some water to also help to satiate your body and also to help you to feel full so that you, you know sometimes we feel like we get to fill every space in our stomach we need to again once you give it that time you drink that water then you can be satiated as well so water and then your portion control also, another thing that is very, very, very helpful too, is we have to get control over our emotions. Now, I know this is a little bit different than the portion control, but also too, when we are, like you talking about being locked down, being, uh, and we're going to those comfort foods, you know, there was a lot of fear that was out when we were told to lock ourselves in, stay in, don't go anywhere, don't breathe, don't do these things. And we start going to those Netflix. First time I ever watched Netflix is when the pandemic happened. So uh, we were locked in. But also, you, you, you know, you see in a good movie, there's more of a chance to eat those cookies. Or, hey, who wants cookies? You know, we don't have anything else to do but eat. So, you know, you start eating those things. But fear causes us to start to want to comfort ourselves. So if we can get that dopamine, those Serotonin, all those things that come, those pleasure sensors, some of the foods and sugar that we eat taps into those pleasure sense uh pleasure places in our brain as well, but you know it's like high, I get that sugar high, then I crash down. What I need to do, I need to get more sugar, so we get into that mode and we start eating for comfort, eating for stress. Oh, I'm stressed out, I need to get a cookie, and we start getting those things that will throw off that communication between the brain and gut so now what ends up happening is that you end up overeating because sugar breeds sugar the more sugar you eat the more sugar you want so you throw that off so if you can keep that sugar out but you can keep control of your emotions whether it be to you know talk to somebody to watch a funny movie to uh, uh, if you have a spiritual life to dig into that if you have friends to talk to instead of trying to eat for that comfort, find those other things. Your wife, somebody, talk with them and speak with them or do something else. Go ride, go run, go do something else besides, you know, let those emotions overcome you and overtake you because they will throw you into comfort foods or trying to comfort yourself, trying to change that problem or trying to make yourself feel better from those foods as well. So keep that in mind.
0: Well, that's extremely important uh, for all of us to keep in mind. And I'll tell you, it's it is amazing how much information is out there, how much good information, and that's also important, I think, uh, if you want to to have a good nutritional diet, if you will, or or life, is you've also got to seek out the right information, uh, and I know that that, gosh, there's just too many places to go to get that information. I would highly recommend. Go to wowfitnessandwellness.com so that you can get some of the good stuff. Some of the good stuff, not the bad stuff or the ugly stuff, the good stuff, okay? (laughs) Kevin Bailey has been my guest here on the program, and I have to tell you that uh, this has really been a lot of fun. Again, I I can't tell you how much I appreciate your uh, patience as well as the information that you have brought us here on the program to to share with uh, our listeners uh, and myself i say this quite often on the program this is my therapy uh... you know and i'm learning just like everybody else i do not have all the answers <clears throat> you know and if i do i think that i'll be taken out of here because uh... i don't think i'm allowed to share all of the answers with everybody uh... that they're <laughs> supposed to find out for themselves now that does not mean that people like kevin cannot give you the support and encouragement. Uh, do you do uh, coaching online uh, for for folks and do they have to be 50 plus? Uh, what if someone wanted to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, you know, and hey, uh, Kevin, help. Right, no, I, not, they don't have to be 50 plus. I, I give Duke um, online um, coaching as well, um, which is good, especially with the new technology that we have mm-hmm. and being you know, introduced to the Zoom. Over the pandemic, that has picked up even more. But no, you don't have to. And you can email me um, at Bailey, B A I L E Y dot K at MindSpring. And that's M I N D S P R I N G dot com. Um, You can email me there and then you could just let me know hey, I'm interested in coaching. I'll get back with you. We'll set up a phone consultation. Take about 30 minutes, A talk, and um, it, again, it's going to be all about you, what your goals are, what you want to accomplish, and what I like to do is take people from where they are right now and help them to get to wherever they want to go. So it just depends on where you want to go. You, we draw the roadmap to get there, and again, it's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be a straight line, but if you're willing to do what it takes to get there, I'm willing to help you get there.
0: Well, hey, that's fantastic, and did you hear that, folks? Did you hear what he said? Okay, it's a key phrase that we hear so often and we joke about it. Folks, it's all about you. It really is, it's all about you. It's not all about me. <laughs> it's not all about Kevin. You know, I have to tell you too, Kevin, I think it's extremely important, no matter what struggles you're going through or challenges, you, you gotta find somehow to laugh, to have a, yes. to enjoy the life that you've been given um and you 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 bring that to us again uh, if you folks go to instagram and you look up kevin bailey or you go to fitness and wowfitnessandwellness.com you're going to see if you're not watching the youtube video of this program of this uh, tell me your story edition you're going to see a magnificent smile bright eyes and a man who is there to help you uh, no matter no matter your height no matter your weight no matter your color, okay. No matter your gender, I don't know how many there are now, but there are a lot of them apparently. Uh, he's there to help you, to 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 improve you. And again, that's and this is something I also say too, uh, Kevin is, and and I think this is important to to say. It's not to say that you aren't good right now, okay. Right, exactly. It's that there's always room for improvement no matter where you are in your life. And Kevin, I think that uh, maybe that's something that people need to take a look at as well and start to recognize, hey, I'm okay right now, this very moment. Exactly. But I would really like to be better tomorrow. Yes. So get in touch with Kevin.
1: Absolutely. 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 Give, give us that
0: email address one more time.
1: It's Bailey, B-A-I-L-E-Y dot... K, as in Kevin, of course, at MindSpring, and that's M-I-N-D-S-P-R-I-N-G dot com.
0: Hey, I got to tell you, there are those times when I start an interview, I'm going, all right, we may or may not do this guy again, I don't know, he's kind (laughs) of hard to get through to. And by the end of the interview, it's like, brother, I got to tell you. (laughs) And I've had that happen more often uh, lately than ever before because... Yeah, we've been, as a society, as a people, we've been through the ringer for for 18, 19 months. And um, we're still here. Most of us are still here. And my heart goes out to those who are not. Um, But that actually brings up another subject that I think we're going to have to hold for another time. But it brings up that subject that we did sort of allude to. And that is that the people who didn't make it. Okay, And you heard the phrase, due to underlying conditions, because they didn't have the chemistry that supported their immune system that would probably have kept them out of the hospital. Doesn't mean they wouldn't have felt some adverse effects. But we, they might have made it, and we wouldn't have lost in this country alone over 600,000. I don't know if it's approaching 700,000. Needless to say, we've lost. One loss is one too many. And yeah, so if we could help our fellow man and woman and child <clears throat> to fortify that immune system, to build up that chemistry We use the chemistry set to build up the pharmacy in our own bodies. Oh, We'd be so much farther along. And Kevin, thanks for being there. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it, Richard. It was great. You know that on this program, we have three final questions we like to ask our guests. Okay? You may have touched upon them during the program, but I'm going to ask them to directly of you. Uh, so that uh, our listeners can ponder the answers to those three questions. And I ask all of my guests these questions, okay? But before I do that, Kevin, I am going to ask or tell uh, you, the listener and the viewer, that uh, this program is here on Sundays at 7 a.m. and 7 p.m., Monday mornings at 1 a.m., streaming live at those times at richarddugan.com. Ah, but don't forget... About the Sun, the Wednesday edition. It's the special edition of Tell Me Your Story. Wednesdays at 9 a.m. We podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, Stitcher, Player FM, Blueberry. Uh, let's see. iHeart Radio, Amazon Music, and a bunch of other places. I just, I've forgotten where I put, I've forgotten where I put the RSS feed. So you'll find it. Just, i probably just Google uh, Tell Me Your Story Podcasts. We are also on YouTube, Richard Dugan, and Tell Me Your Story. Uh, Let's see. If you look for the guy in the black hat, okay, boom, you found me. We hope that you'll do that. We also hope that if you can support us financially, I wish you would. We can use all the help we can get. Uh, Just as I said before, (laughs) I can use all the help I can get, and that's why I have so many different folks on the program helping me. And you, PayPal. PayPal. It's there for your security as well as ours. And all you have to do when you want to send is go to uh, the send and they'll ask for an email address. Who to send it to? Richard at richarddugan.com. Okay, that easy. And participate in the decade of perfect vision, the 2020s. Spend that time, and I'm sure this is part of your regiment too, Kevin, spending time in that still quiet, peaceful place within listening to that still small voice. It will never steer you wrong. It will encourage you. It will inform you. It will maybe incite you to do something with your life that you hadn't thought of before that your still small voice knows you can. Otherwise, it wouldn't have asked you to do. Um, And it will also uh, give you... Uh, the inspiration and the encouragement that you need along with Kevin Bailey as well. So with all of that said, now we get back to our guest Kevin Bailey and the first of the three questions that I really do like to ask my guests is who is Kevin Bailey?
1: That is a, that's a good question. So you've, you heard the portion of what I do, but who is Kevin Bailey? So Kevin Bailey is a a guy who loves to help people, a guy who's passionate about helping people to feel good. I love helping people to feel good. I, I love seeing people smile. I like to smile at people. They listen a smile back. I want to feel, I want to help people see possibilities in their lives. I want them to always have the, the motivation to feel like they can do something. Um, I always like to treat people the way I would like to be treated. And one thing I like would love for people to do for me is to encourage me, Kevin, you can do this, you're great. You're wonderful. When I get discouraged to have somebody in my corner to cheer me on, to be my cheerleader, I wanna do that for other people, to let you know that when you feel down and out and when you feel like you don't have a single person that believes in you, I believe in you. I want you to be your best. I want you to do those things that you feel that you cannot do, or you think you could do, but you have the fear that's that's keeping you back. Break out the fear, be that person you've always wanted to be. Strive for the best. If not you, then who? Why not you? Why somebody else? Why not you? So that the still small voice that you said that's on the inside of a person, listen to that voice and then go after it with every fiber of your being. You can do it if you want to do it. Believe. I want to help people believe in themselves, believe in their possibilities, believe in the the God-given right they have to be all they can be and what they've created to do in their lives. That is Kevin Bateman.
0: And you may have answered the next two questions, but I'm going to ask them anyway. (laughs) What is it that you hope to or want to achieve through the work that you are doing now?
1: Oh, wow. Uh, So, yes, to help people to feel good, to help people to be happy, to be joyous. We have enough to help people to break the mold of fear and to believe and have confidence and faith. Yeah, things come up. Uh, challenges, but through the work I do, I want just people to feel good and to believe in themselves and to believe only. If there's enough doubt, we get enough pump through the media, enough doubt, enough fear, enough uh, negativity, enough all the things that you need to be afraid of. But we don't hear enough of the things we can do, we can accomplish the good that's out there. And I want people to believe in that and to believe in themselves through the work I do to feel good. And, and you can do those things more proficiently if you, if you feel good, if you think good, if you're clear. So that's what I hope to get out of the work that I do.
0: And finally, what is your life's purpose?
1: Oh, wow. So along those same lines Mm -hmm. is to help people to believe, to believe in themselves, to believe in the possibilities of, of what they feel they can accomplish. I feel like everybody was given a purpose. Everybody's given a calling here on this earth. You serve, that you were created for a reason to help people define that reason and to believe that they can do it. Sometimes it's beyond what they really believe they can achieve. And sometimes it gets beyond us that what we can achieve. But like you said, that still small voice that says, you can do it, go accomplish that, go grab that, go do it, do it my purpose is to help people to feel good and believe that they can and that they will, if they just stick to it.
0: Mm -hmm. That's it right there. Thank you very much. And again, uh, Thank you for being a part of uh, what we're doing here as we are a part of what you're doing there. Uh, We are encouraging people to go to wowfitnessandwellness.com. We will be linked to your website as well. Uh, You'll also find him on Instagram. I'm sure you're elsewhere as well, Facebook and all the other social outlets that uh, uh, are there to support the work that you are doing and so that you are there to support the people who are uh, looking for... uh, Looking for a better way. And I thank you again for joining us.
1: Thank you for having me, Richard. It was a pleasure. I
0: greatly enjoyed it. And I thank you for listening and watching. Tell me your story, New Paradigms for a New World, as we are giving you choices and knowledge of those choices to help make your dreams come true. And until our next broadcast, podcast, videocast, love to lol.